The following audio is from Maranatha Chapel, located in San Diego, California. For more information about Maranatha Chapel, please visit www.maranathachapel.org. We thank God for another opportunity. This, this, is, this is the last one for me. I've done three. This is the third one. And the, I, uh, Pastor Bentley, I tell you, man, he, he's got his hands full. Uh, but, but he's truly a blessing in his absence. He's the angel of this house. And I thank God for the invitation. And then, hey, Ray, how you doing, man? Hold it down until we get there. Hold it down. Hold it down. Hold it down. Um, last night, we started out with um, the revelation of the heart of the Father. We talked about the Father. This morning at 8.30, we talked about um, Lakal, the Father of us all. Well, now we're going to talk about our citizenships in heaven. Uh, I have a passport here. You can't get into another country without your passport. A citizen is a person who legally belongs to another country, to a country, and has the rights and protections of that country, right? And if we're citizens of the United States, you should have a passport to go into another country. So we're going to talk about certain rules, uh, not so much of our country, but our citizenship being in heaven. All right, let's pray. Avino Malkainu, our father, our king, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Yisrael, we honor you again this morning, and we bless your holy name. We thank you for who we are in you and who you are in us. We thank you for your sacred texts. We thank you for breathing, ruach, into our nostrils where we become living in you. We thank you for the born-again experience. Now hide this, your servant, behind the shadow of your cross. Decrease me that you would increase. Muffle my voice that yours would be heard. You teach as I talk. I thank you for every opportunity that you allow me to come before your people with a word from heaven in a word from you. We love you, Daddy, and we praise your holy name. And it's in Yeshua's name I pray. Amen. Holy Spirit, let's go to work. Now, if you hear me say Yahshua, I'm talking about Jesus. That's his Hebrew name. When he walked the planet, his mama called him Yahshua. The J's did not come into existence until the 17th century. Uh, if you hear me say Yochanan near Mercer, I'm talking about John the Baptist. If you hear me say Rabbi Shaul, I'm talking about Paul the Apostle. Studying from the Hebraic perspective, you, you, you're dealing with content, context, culture, customs, and idioms. And dealing with that, you, you see the Bible, it's kind of like eating, from, eating at Ruth Chris or McDonald's. They both food, but one is a little richer and better than the other. Rabbi Shaul, Paul ministered at Philippi during his second missionary journey, spending about three months in that city. The ministry at Philippi marked Rabbi Shaul's entrance into Macedonia, which came about as a result of a vision that he had in the city of Troas, just across the northeastern corner of the Aegean Sea from the port city of Nepalus, and its close neighbor, Philippi. Where is that, Pastor D? Acts chapter 16, verse 8 through 12. 
During this first stay at Philippi, he later briefly visited the city on his third missionary journey. Rabbi Shaul, he, he brought to faith in Christ people who would form the core of the burgeoning congregation in that city. Among them were Lydia, a businesswoman who opened a home to Rabbi Shaul and his co-workers, Acts 16 and 13 through 15. And the Philippian jailer, the Philippian jailer, that's one of my favorite characters in the Bible. Why? Because I worked in a penitentiary 32 years, came up through the ranks as an officer, a sergeant, a lieutenant, retired as a captain, and retired as a special agent. I've been retired for 14 years now, and instead of only carrying my gun, now I carry my Bible. But, but I still carry both. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but, but, I, but I use this I use this a whole lot more <laughs> so the Philippian jailer who was converted under Rabbi Shaul's ministry after an earthquake miraculously broke open the prison of the four prison epistles Rabbi Shaul, Paul likely wrote Philippians last near the end of his Roman imprisonment in AD 61 A.D. 62. Rabbi Shaul, Paul the Apostle, he sent the other three prison epistles, Ephesians, Colossians, and Philemon, by the hand of Tychus, as their destinations were near one another. However, the letter to the Philippians was to be delivered by Epaphroditus, who had come to Paul in Rome with financial help from the church at Philippi. But during his time in Rome, Epaphroditus got sick, which delayed his return home, and therefore the delivery of the letter. As believers in Yeshua, we are citizens of another country and subjects of our glorious king. Our loyalty is to another state, and our conversation and delight should reside in heavenly places. We are simply pilgrims passing through this mortal coil, sojourning on earth for a brief lifespan, and so we should not be mindful of earthly things that pass away, but we should fix our hearts on our soon coming king. Looking for Yeshua and his return. How many say, I mean, how many, how many, how many are looking for Yeshua and his soon coming return? citizenship should be a highly prized goal and integrity should be the outworking of our lives, whether seen by many or executed in the privacy of our own home. You are who you are when you by yourself. That tells your character. When you all by yourself. You, you're not trying to do nothing in front of nobody. You're just all by yourself. Even when I play golf, I can't put down, <laughs> I made a par when I made a plus three. <laughs> <laughs> for golfers who, who know how to golf. But what does it mean for our citizenship to be in heaven, Pastor D? I'm glad you asked. I want you to imagine that when we accepted Yeshua into our life, we were automatically issued a passport from heaven. The stamp date is an eternal date that only the Father knows. I don't know when I'm leaving, but I know I'm leaving. I don't know how I'm leaving, but I know I'm leaving. I'd rather leave either in my sleep, preaching from behind his holy desk, or the rapture. But that's not my call. 
I, I, plane, train, automobile, gun, knife, hit by a car, whatever. I don't know how I'm leaving here, but I do know where I'm going. I know where I'm going. That's good news we can use. We don't know how, we don't know when, but we can know where. Ephesians 1 and 13 says, when we heard the word of truth, the gospel of our salvation, and believed in him, we were sealed with the promised Ruach HaKodesh, Hebrew for the Holy Spirit. Imagine that our heavenly passport has been officially sealed and stamped by Yeshua with the promise of the Ruach HaKodesh, Hebrew for the Holy Spirit, certifying where our true identity and true citizenship lies. Our citizenship and our identity has been moved. We are no longer a citizen of this world, we are citizens of heaven. And so that's why we stick out like a sore thumb here on this planet. People of the world think totally different than us because they don't go by this. So you can't expect them <laughs> to think like you think or see things like you see. They only see through carnality, through carnal eyes. They don't see, they don't know what you know. And so with compassion and love, we got to share that with them. But sometimes as you share, and they don't want, still don't want to get it, sometimes the Bible, and the Bible says, this is not me, shake the dust off your feet and get to stepping. But then as you do that, you continue to pray because you, don't, you wish that no one should perish and everyone have everlasting life because that's what he wants. He don't want nobody perishing. He wants us all to have everlasting life. And he loves us unconditionally. But he don't want to leave us that the, the way that we are. You know, there, there's, there's, there's cute little babies. I've never seen an ugly baby, period. They're pretty babies. Cute, snuggly. Oh, she's so cute, he's so cute. But they're full of sin. You got to teach them. How to say yes ma'am, no ma'am. How to not put their hands where they don't belong. How to not pick up stuff that don't belong to them. You gotta teach them how to tell the truth. Did you, did you, did you take those donuts off the counter? No, donuts all over their mouth. <laughs> but so you gotta teach them how to tell the truth. Why? Why we gotta do that? Because of our nature. Our nature is fallen. Our nature is fallen, why? Because our original parents disobeyed. All those trees, that, and just say, just think, think, think of it with your sanctified imagination. A thousand trees in the garden. And he said, don't eat from one. That's the one they go eat from. <laughs> Disobedience to the highest. And so because of that, now we have to be reconciled back into our father by the death of Yahshua. And so now we're no longer citizens, really, of this planet. Now we're here, yeah, we're here. But we don't have to live like we're here. So exactly what does it mean for us to have a heavenly citizenship and for our citizenship to be in heaven? When we are born again by faith in Yeshua, we are born into the kingdom of heaven. John 3 and 3, uh, Matthew 3 and 2, Matthew 7 and 21, Romans 14 and 17. Speaking of those who have had that spiritual rebirth, and this is our scripture reading found in Philippians 3 and 20. And it says, go there real quick. 
Philippians 3 and 20. Let's start at verse 12. Not that I have already reached the goal or am already perfect, but I make every effort to take hold of it because I also have been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead. I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. Therefore, somebody say therefore. Therefore. It's therefore a reason. Let all of us who are mature think this way. And if you think differently about anything, God will reveal this also to you. In any case, we should live up to whatever truth we have attained. Join in imitating me, brothers and sisters, and pay careful attention to those who live according to the example you have in us. For I have often told you, and now say again with tears, that many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction. Their God is their stomach. Their glory is in their shame. They are focused on earthly things. Verse 20, and this is our scripture for today. But our citizenship, somebody say, but our citizenship citizenship. is in heaven. And we eagerly wait for a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. All right. He will transform the body of our humble condition into the likeness of his glorious body by the power that enables him to subject everything to himself. Yeshua spent much of his earthly ministry explaining the kingdom of God, Matthew 4 and 17. He compared it to many things, including a wheat field in which weeds grew along with the wheat. The plants appeared identical at first, but were separated at the harvest. The truth is, often the citizens of heaven and those of this world appear identical. And no one but Jehovah, God, knows the difference, Romans 8 and 19. Many people may appear to be citizens of heaven when in fact no rebirth has ever taken place in their hearts. The Lord knows our heart. We don't even know our own heart. How do I say that? Because Peter said, I never deny you. And Peter denied him. How many? But then he had to tell him that he loved him three times. So the Lord knows our heart. The reason why citizenship is important is because the country in which we have citizenship is one of the most significant things about us. The reason for this is because our citizenship plays a major role in forming our identity. Everything from our culture, our worldview, to our value system are all shaped based on the country in which we are a citizen. A citizen is a person who legally belongs to a country, as I said earlier, and has the rights and protection of that country. If we are citizens of the United States, well, no, if we are citizens of the divided states of America, (laughs) 
because that's where we are, divided states of America. But we need to be united, just like last night I talked about uh, the, re the revealing of uh, the heart of the Father. He wants us united as one. We're in the family room right now, and we're all family. We're all family. Pastor Daniel allowed me, he, he, he had, uh, his secretary called me and asked would I, would I bring a message, and I mean, it blessed my heart, and so when I take my sabbatical next month, I'm gonna put him in the rotation. So yeah, yeah, so he can come to the church of Yeshua HaMashiach, because we're all family. Yeah, we're all family. Trust me, we're all family. We got to get that in our gray matter. A lot of people looking at, well, you know, I don't know, I was raised like that. Well, no, I was born like, well, you need to be born again. <laughs> if we're citizens of the United States, there are certain rules and laws of the country that we must follow. At the same time, there are irrevocable rights and a certain levels of protection that we are given simply because the United States is where our citizenship lies. So how does this apply to our heavenly citizenship, Pastor D? Well, the Bible tells us that as believers in Yeshua HaMashiach, we are now citizens of heaven. But we are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives, Philippians 3 and 20. Even though every human being has been born into this world, all believers have been reborn spiritually into the kingdom of heaven. I said all believers. Now, and it's more than just an intellectual belief. But at the end of this, you're going to have the opportunity if, 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 you were, if someone shared with you that this building, Maranatha Chapel, was the place to be on Sunday morning, and you have not confessed Yeshua as your Savior or, or asked him to come into your life, you'll have the opportunity to do so. If you don't want to do it right now, you can do it right now in your own private moment. But there's, there's not many ways to the Father. There's only one way. There's a wide gate and there's a narrow way. Many find the wide gate, only few find the narrow way. And you can only get to the Father through the Son. I shared this at the 8.30 service. It ain't Sun Young Moon, it ain't Muhammad, it ain't Buddha, it ain't Charles Tess Russell, it ain't Joseph E. Smith. It's only through Yahshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, that you gonna get to the Father in heaven. That's why it's such a narrow gate. Because many people think that there's more ways than the one. And then when you there to tell them, well, what make you right? And then my response is, well, what did so-and-so do for your sin. And how many prophecies did so-and-so fulfill? And what miracles did he work in your life? You're looking at a miracle right now. All our discussions and dealings while passing through this life should honor our soon coming king. For we are all his representatives and ambassadors in heaven of heaven and all of our conversation and conduct should reflect the righteousness of Yeshua with which we are clothed and covered. Our eternal home is a gift from Jehovah, but it is only through faith in the spilt blood of Yeshua that we have a full assurance of our heavenly inheritance. 
Our heavenly citizenship does not depend on our qualities, but his work. Our passage to heaven is not open way to all, but only to those in him. Somebody say, I'm a citizen of heaven. So those that said it must know they saved. Those that didn't say it, we're going to talk after this. <laughs> there are no benevolent extraterrestrial beings lurking in the universe waiting to make contact with us. As the media mindset tries to portray, but rather we as the church are the only beings that are aliens to this planet called Earth. For we are a new creation in him, and our citizenship and conversation is in heaven. Our life should be a heavenly life, and our ways should be heavenly ways. For we are a heavenly people with a heavenly inheritance, and we have a heavenly king. And one day, and one day soon and very soon, we are going to be with him in the heavenly Jerusalem, singing heavenly praises to our heavenly king. That's good news we can use. Some people think that they're going to be here. They, they, well, I ain't ready to die. Well, let me say this. I'm not ready to even leave here either. August 22nd of, of this year, if the Lord let me see August 22nd, I'll be 67 years old. Well, my, my, old, my youngest son is 24, 23. He'll be 24 in September. I would like to see him make 67, but that's not my call either. So my bags are packed. My bags are packed, and I don't know, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm just using that as an analogy, but my bags are packed, and, and, and how you gonna say you ain't ready to go when he calls you in? You know, no, we, no, listen, I miss Pastor Ray like no other. That's my man. I miss him, and we gotta continue to, we got to continue to keep the Bentley family in our prayers. I wasn't ready for him to go, but God called that. I, my mother, well, well I, started, I started with my, with my grandmother. I, I flew to Chicago and I eulogized her in 1998. And then my father, I eulogized him in 2004. And then my little brother, I eulogized him in 2009. And then my mother, she turned 82 July 3rd, two years ago. She would have been 84 this year. She died July 23rd. I flew to Chicago and eulogized her. And then my son, he passed in August right after her, my oldest son. I wasn't ready to see none of them leave, but the Lord called me in an assignment that I had to eulogize them. Well, I love my family. I love my family. I don't want to see Nobody leave, but when we can't help, we, we, how can I say? Ain't nothing we can do about that because we're all on loan to one another. We're all on loan. The Lord has loaned us to each other. We all belong to him, and our citizenship is with him. Not so much this. This book ought to be called the him book because it's all about him. It's all about him. Our life should be a heavenly life, and our ways should be heavenly ways, for we are a heavenly people. 2,000 years ago, Rabbi Shaul wanted his readers in Philippi to be sensitive to their citizenship. How does he go about reminding them of this important subject? Well, he does three things. 
First, he teaches them in Philippians 3, 20 and through 4 through 1 about the reality of their citizenship. Then in Philippians 4, 2 through 7, he describes for them reflections of their citizenship. And finally, in Philippians 4, 8 and 9, this points them to some reminders of their citizenship. Why don't we look at each of these as we read through this passage? Look at Philippians 3 and 20 through 4 through 1. Paul reminds his readers of the reality of our citizenship. But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a savior, Yeshua HaMashiach. Verse 21, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Chapter four, verse one. Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. Somebody say, I'm a citizen of heaven. Say it like you mean it. I'm a citizen of heaven. Rabbi Shaul knew that citizenship was an important subject to the Philippians. Before he took the title of Caesar Augustus, the Roman general Octavius conferred upon the city of Philippi the title of Ius Atelicum. It was the highest designation for a Roman colony. It was a status that exempted its people and their lands from taxes. And the Philippians were well aware of their privileged status. They took great pride in the fact that they were commonwealth of Rome. But look how Rabbi Shaul, Paul the Apostle, takes something that he knows about the Philippians, namely their civic pride, and he uses it to point them to something even greater. Instead of drawing their identity from their Roman citizenship, he reminds them of God's kingdom. And through the context of verse 20, certainly has a future perspective in terms of our king's return. Paul is using that future reality to explain a very present reality. It doesn't say our citizenship will be in heaven. It is in heaven right now. <laughs> we also hear this in Colossians 1 and 13. For he, God the Father, delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. Do you think of yourself in those terms? with all the life's challenges and all the stuff and things that's going on in the world. Are you sitting up looking at CNN, MSNBC, Fox TV, and just shaking your head? Well, let me say this to you. It's got, the only stuff that we see has got to happen because he's on his way back and he said this would happen before he returned. It's called birth pains. Birth pains. Birth pains. My father's children, we hardly think about our American citizenship. In Hebrews and 1 Peter, servants of Jehovah are called strangers and aliens in this world. Do you think of yourself in that way? Does this place feel like a foreign country to you? The stuff that's going on, I didn't grow up like, look, I grew up, I was born in 1955, and stuff that I see today wasn't going on when I was coming up. I, I was watching movies like Dick Van Dyke and Andy Griffith and, and Beverly Hillbillies and, and, and listen, they had, they had twin beds, wasn't nobody even sleeping together. Now, now you see everybody kissing, everybody naked on TV, it's crazy. It's crazy. But it's strange we're foreigners here because we've been born again so we don't go along with that. 
or are you fairly comfortable here? Let me say this, attention should exist. Attention that is even apparent in different songs of praise. This is my father's world and this world is not my home. We can be comfortable in God's creation as human beings made for planet Earth, but at the same time, we should be uncomfortable with the darkness of humanity's wisdom, with the system of this world that is in rebellion against God. In that latter sense, Paul wanted the Philippians to remember, and God wants us to remember, that we are not from around here. And because we aren't, that changes things. Look at what Paul goes in terms of the outworking of such a reality. Somebody say, this is not my home. Say it like you mean it, this is not my home. The reflections now of our citizenship, chapter four, verse two through seven. Although it may seem like it at first, Paul goes on to describe reflections of our citizenship. That is how our homeland is reflected through us in this foreign country we call the world. Look at verses two through seven. Have you ever wondered how your name will be remembered when you're gone? Most seasoned saints have considered this question, especially Christians. In his letter to the Philippians, Rabbi Shaul, Paul exhorted two women by name. Since then, Judea and Sensei, the relationship has become a reminder to the church about the importance of unity. He says, I entreat Judea and I entreat Sensei to agree in the Lord. Yes, I ask you also, true companion, help these women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Somebody say, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. So we got to let our reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, letting your requests be made known to God. And the peace of Jehovah, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Yahshua HaMashiach. As I mentioned at first, it may seem like what we have in these verses is just a collection of random instructions and encouragements. But Rabbi Shaul, Paul knew, the Philippians knew that a person who is sensitive to their citizenship will live in light of their citizenship. He even said as much in chapter one, listen to the opening, words of Philippians 1 and 27. Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. Now you might be thinking, that's a great verse. But what does it have to do with citizenship? I'm glad you asked. In Greek, the phrase literally reads, only behave as citizens in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. That behave as citizens is just the verb form of the noun citizenship in chapter three, verse 20. You see, Rabbi Shaul, Paul knew the Philippians knew their way was a way to behave as citizens, a way that was worthy of the privilege of their citizenship. Isn't that the same truth for us? The customs of our country, heaven, are different. And not just different, but they're right, just, and good. That's why this world should be uncomfortable with us in one sense. But our prayer is that Jehovah would also make our differences attractive for the sake of Yeshua. 
We don't laugh and, and, and agree with the foul jokes at the water cooler on our job. We don't agree with that. You're either in collision or collusion with Hasatan. Ha is the, Satan is the devil. You're either in collision or collusion. And just at the four, look at the four differences that we find in this passage. Consider how they contrast with what the world teaches or how the world so often lives. Harmony, unity versus dissension, my rights. Abiding joy versus fleeting happiness or persistent despair. Patience and graciousness versus rudeness and impatience. Trust and peace versus worry and doubt. All of us struggle with remembering where we're from because we live on foreign soil. We are surrounded every day by alien landscape. So how do we fix, how do we keep fixed on the reality of our heavenly citizenship? The re, so they're reminders of our citizenship. Chapter four, Philippians verse eight and nine. Look at the reminders of our citizenship that Paul, Rabbi Shaul, goes on to describe in verses eight and nine. He says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, Think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Somebody say, this is a great reminder of my citizenship. Say it like you mean it. This is a great reminder of my citizenship. Yes, it is. We often feel very comfortable in this world in our society and our culture, even if there are hot button topics that irk or sadden us, well, I don't think we should be surprised by the fact we often feel comfortable. Why? Because we feel comfortable when we're filling our minds with all the garbage out there, with what is not true, what is not honorable, what is not just, what is not pure, what is not lovely, what is not commendable, what is not excellent, not worthy of praise. When we think of those things, we should feel right at home. But this is precisely why Jehovah, God wants his people to think about these things. He wants us to think about what is true, what is honorable, what is just, what is pure, what is lovely, what is commendable, what is excellent, what is worthy of praise, no matter where we find it. Because wherever we find we truly find these things, they are from yod Hey bav Hey. That's the Tetragrammaton, you can look that up. That's a four-letter name of God. Now remember, God is just his title, but he has many names. yod Hey bav Hey. And if you write those in Hebrew letters, man, you'll see the hand of God. But that's another subject matter. They are reflections of who he is. They point us back to our homeland. They are reminders of our citizenship because they are reminders of our king. Somebody say, I am a citizen of heaven. Citizen of heaven. Somebody say, I am a citizen of heaven. My citizenship is in heaven. Somebody say, I'm an alien 
on foreign soil. I live in this world, but I'm not of this world. Because my citizenship is in heaven. If you're here, if somebody, somebody invited you to come to this building on Coast, Coastwood Road, and they said, why don't you just come? Because you're the church, and this is the building, this is the sanctuary. A lot of people get that twisted, too. We, we didn't come to church. We, as the church, came in the building to fellowship with one another. And you're here this morning, and it's not by accident that you're here. But you have not yet accepted Yeshua, Jesus, as your Lord and Savior. The doors of this building are open now for you to come and give your hand to the Master. He's our soon-coming King, and he's coming back to get his church. You don't want to be left behind. I'm a pre-trib guy. That means I ain't going to be in the tribulation. We're we going to get caught up. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to get caught up. We're going to be raptured. But you don't want to be left here when everybody else is gone. So if that's you, and you haven't accepted him as your Savior and your soon-coming king, come on down so I can pray for you and lead you in the sinner's prayer. Is there one? Is there one? If you need prayer, say you've been struggling with some things and because we, we can be all struggling Christians. Ain't nobody perfect in here. There was only one perfect somebody and that was Yeshua HaMashiach. And perfect in the Bible means mature. That means that we grow every day in the things of God. That's why we know that our citizenship is in heaven and not here on this planet because of growth. We're growing. But if you're here and you need some prayer, Come on down so I can pray for you, pray with you. Is there one? You know you want to do it. Don't let the enemy keep you in your seat. The Lord loves you so much that he died for you. And he wants to bring us into a right, a better relationship with him. So come on down and let's pray. If that's you, come. Bless your heart. He's a hero. And here comes a shero. And here comes another hero. And here comes a shero. Here comes a shero. Here comes a hero. Yeah. We all, we all, every last one of us got mess in this tent. All of us. And the Lord loves us so much, he don't want to leave us like this. He wants to renew us. He wants to revive us. He wants to regenerate us. I got more years behind me than I do ahead of me. And the devil is after you young folk, I'm telling you. 
And my job is to make it hard for a soul to go to hell. And I'd rather scare you into heaven than love you into hell. Come on now, you know, you, you, know, you know the enemy is whispering in your ear, trying to tell you, no, you ain't got to go up there. And, and you don't, but it's good that you did, because then you're giving him a black eye. Every chance that you can get Hasatan a black eye, give him a hook, give him an uppercut, because he's trying to do you. He wants to take you to hell with him. Is there, is there, come on, come on. Come on, hero, come on, Shiro. These are heroes and sheroes right here. I'm going to pray for him, but I'm waiting on you. Come on. Yeah, see? Come on. Come on. Come on. The, the enemy is shrewd. He's shrewd, I'm telling you. He's been around here forever. So he knows how to get into the head of God's people. But silly rabbit tricks are for kids. I'm a child of the king and my citizenship is in heaven. Yeah. Come on. Come on. We got a lot of, a lot of, just all you gotta do is look at, look, look what's going on in the world. The Lord is on his way back, y'all. That's good news, I'm telling you. Somebody said, somebody said to me, Pastor, you, yeah, you almost 67, but I'm only 30-something. I want to live too. Well, you'll live even better on the other side. You'll live even better. You'll live even better on the other side. It's, I mean, if, we, if I live till I'm 120, that ain't compared nothing to eternity. How long is eternity? Forever. And how long is forever? Forever. Forever. Come on. I'm, 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 I'm still talking because I know sheroes and heroes need to come up. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. That's it right there. Only you can prevent forest fire. Only you. And here's the thing. God don't send nobody to hell. That's, he don't do that. We write our own ticket. We write our own ticket going to Hades, going to Guyana, going to Sheol. Hell ain't even here yet, but these compartments, Hasatan will be thrown into the lake of fire. That's hell. But there are different compartments, Sheol, Guyana, the angels, that, that, the Tartarus, those angels are there, a third of those angels are there. But here's the thing, we're here and we write our own ticket. So now, but since you're here, you've given Hasatan a black eye. You've given him a black eye. Everybody here on the sound of my voice, have you went down the Roman road? Have you accepted Christ as your savior? So those who are here just need prayer. So whatever it is that you need prayer for, the Lord knows your heart, he knows what you're going through. I don't have to know, because I ain't God. He knows. But I can stand in the gap and intercede on your behalf. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm going to do that. 
because I love you with the love of Yeshua. He fearfully and wonderfully made each and every one of you like he fearfully and wonderfully made me. We're all family. We're family. We're in the family room right now. And I turned the fireplace down a little bit so we can be cool. Let us go before the throne room of grace. Abino Malkainu, our father, our king. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Yisrael, we honor you this morning and we bless your holy name. We thank you, Lord, for those who have come down. You know their hearts, you know their desires, you know their wants, you know what they're going through, you know their adversities, you know their trials, you know their tribulations, but you said in your word in John 16 and 33 that we will have trials, tribulations, and adversities, but be of good cheer. You overcame, so will we. You also said in Philippians that we can do all things through you who give us strength. So Father, I pray that you would give these your people the strength that has, take, has taken up residency within their heart, that you would stir up that gift within them, and that the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, continue to massage their spirits, massage their souls, massage their, their walk, their way, and their will. I pray, O oh Lord, that you would continue to order their steps. Your word says the steps of the righteous are ordered of you. We thank you for your sacred text. And we know that you talk to us through your sacred text. We also know that you talk to us through conditions of life and circumstances of life. But Father, we're not going to worry about none of this stuff. And we're going to leave all of our problems, our burdens, our mess right here at this altar. And when we leave to go back to our seat, we have an effervescence to know that we are, our citizenship is in heaven and that we can do all things through you who give us the strength to do it. So daddy, touch these your people. Let your miracle working hand touch them for whatever area they need touching. Yahshua, you put all this in place. You carried that rug across down the Via Della Rosa, the road of sorrows. You, the brother Siren of Cyrene, he helped you carry that cross because he knew you needed help. And we as your people, we need help. These sheroes and heroes got out their seat to give the devil a black eye. I pray, O oh Lord, that you would continue to watch over them today while we call it today. We're not guaranteed tonight, but while we have this afternoon, 12 noon hour, we can do all things through you who give us the strength to do it. And we thank you from whom all blessings come from. We thank you for all that you've done, all that you're doing, and that which you are yet to do. So massage all of their spirits, massage their souls, take the burdens off, and let your will, your way, and your word be manifested in their life. So when they leave this place today, there'll be that living testimony to say, I'm lifted, and now, I know for without a shadow of a doubt, my citizenship is in heaven. This is your servant's prayer as I present it before your throne room of grace on behalf of these people as I am interceding on their behalf in the matchless, self-sacrificing name of Yahshua Hamashiach, 
Jesus the Messiah, that every tongue will confess, every knee will bow, and only that name that one can be saved. And we, as children of the Most High, as children of the God of the armies of heaven, we touch an agreement and let the church say, Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Maranatha Chapel. If you haven't already, please subscribe for weekly messages. Feel free to share this podcast and join us for our weekend services held Saturday evening or Sunday morning. Visit our website at www.maranathachapel.org for more information.